This is the Average to Savage podcast with Paul Garino. Everyone and anyone, athletes, celebs, and much more. What's up, everybody? I'm back for another episode of the Average Savage podcast. Our special guest today is Anthony Hamilton. Anthony, how's it going? Going good, man. Just getting in, uh, picking up the kids, carpooling. Real sexy R&B stuff, right? (laughs) Yeah, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, Let's just go back in time a little bit. Like, How did you first start getting involved in music? You know what? Uh, Man, it it started like way before I was even uh, here. I think before I got into my mom's belly, God was like, you are music, you will sing. And, you know, and I never, there's not one day, one moment when I didn't think about music and didn't think about that being something uh, that I love to do. So it goes way back. For sure. Yeah. So I know you, you grew up in North Carolina um, and then you were singing there. And then, um, so what happened? I saw, I read something that um, somebody like kind of recruited you to, to move out to New York. Yeah. A guy by the name of Mark Sparks. Uh, he had done a lot of stuff with uh, the, the music industry. He's from Charlotte, not Charlotte, North Carolina, but he was from uh, Waysboro, South Carolina. And so he'd come and bring tons of people from from Waysboro, from South Carolina, from Charlotte. And he took a lot of them to New York and a lot of people got deals. Uh, he landed songs on, he did shoot for Salt and Pepper. He did uh, some stuff for Grand Poobah and a lot of people uh, back in the day. So he got me a deal over at Uptown MCA with Jimmy Jenkins and Andre Harrell on Uptown MCA. And uh, from there, I've been in the industry uh, full-fledged since 92, 93. Gotcha. And then like when you were like before that, like, what were you, how are you recording stuff? And like, what, how are you putting it out? Because I know back in the day, I didn't have like, you know, SoundCloud and all this stuff now. Well, back then, man, you know, it was the, you know, you had to beat the streets. Uh, yeah. One, one cassette tape at a time, one, one CD at a time. Uh, and just let your listeners find it uh, through word of mouth and uh, coming in contact with people. Radio was very important as it is now. Um, we didn't have as many podcasts as we do now, but you know, some, some were, were available, but, but it was a different, it was a different animal back then. And which I miss a lot of that. I miss the real grind of station to station, hand to hand, CD to hand, money to CD to, you know, all that stuff is missed a little bit. Now it's so cyber. You kind of feel like you you're getting robbed <laughs> in a way. <laughs> Feels like man, where the money? The money ain't it's just it's, it's cyber, cash app. No man, put it in my hand. I got so many questions <laughs> from that, but like, all right. So now that you brought that up, have, like anything? Have you thought of anything about like um, people like purchasing your music in like crypto? <clears throat> you know, I'm still <laughs> learning about cryptocurrency yeah. and and all the. The different, you know, Dogecoin and, and and Bitcoin and all this stuff. And actually, before Nipsey passed away, uh, he and I were on a flight together. Uh, it was a flight. I don't know if you saw it online. It was just when this guy tapped him on the shoulder and told him to turn his phone down. I was sitting right next to Nipsey. Um, we were going, I don't know where we were going, from L.A. to New York or from New York or from somewhere. I know it was something happening. We were all there. And uh, he and I happened to be sitting beside each other. So he was putting me on to, uh, he had met this young guy who was really great with building apps and stuff. And he was talking about 
Dogecoin and, and the cryptocurrency and all this stuff was happening. So now that it's here, um, I'm, I'm trying to catch up because I was listening to him, but you know, I probably didn't get exactly what it was, but he, he planted a seed. So now that I know a little bit more about it, I'm more interested in learning more. So I know if I'm getting paid, exactly what does it equate to what I'm normal, what I'm, what I'm used to, as opposed to, you know, moving forward. But I'm, you know, I'm not afraid of it. If I can buy some food with it and take care of my kids, I'll be all right. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, it's funny you say that too, because like I just searched Doge in my phone one day and then I saw my friends texting me about it in like 2018. And I was yeah. just like, damn, like that would have been crazy if, you know, we invested then in it. And then know, it's, man. it's the same thing with the Bitcoin thing. I don't know if you just saw like the other day, it was like the anniversary of this guy. He bought two pizzas, uh, I think like 10 years ago, with like 10,000 Bitcoins because it was like worth nothing then. And then now wow. it would be like, uh, like a half a mil or something. Like it's like worth a half a meal now yeah <laughs> ah. See that, for two pizzas <laughs> wow I, you know i wish i wish i was that that um savvy with that kind of stuff man when it comes to investments and currency and yeah. and the different you know different times to invest if i had somebody on my team that's sharp yeah for sure man I'd, I'd be on it but I'm so busy creating music, man. You kind of, you live in this musical world and it's kind of, sometimes it's kind of hard to think of it all. So that's why your team is so important. Yeah, definitely. Well, since we're breaking down business side of things, like have you, have you made like other investments like besides like in your music? Yeah, man, I have a few uh, stocks and, and things like that, that I've, my, my team has purchased um, and invested in certain accounts that yield me a lot of, great interest uh without a lot of risk mm-hmm. um and looking forward to to diving into some more stuff real estate um investing in my own tour company um a hat brand uh, called house of fedora um a big bones uh clothing line uh for sister big bones um yeah. and just investing in different things that you know that yeah. that fit my brand as well yeah that's dope. It's monetary is that, one, is that one of your hats no, this is not one of mine, but uh, I purchased it uh, a couple years ago. I just felt like putting it on. I hadn't worn it in a minute. I was like, you know what? Let me put on my hat and see what, it, what it's talking about. It looks kind of uh, a little cowboy and a little, uh, what you call it, presidential, uh, what do you call it when, it when it's time for the, the voting? Uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Election. Yeah, it looks a little election-y. <laughs> All right, you know? go, yeah, let's go back into your music career. What, what was like your breakthrough mu- uh, music moment of like maybe a song or like something that you felt like you made it? The breakthrough when I felt like I made it. Yeah. You know, being signed to Uptown was a dream to me because Jodeci was there. Uh Mary J. Blige, Heavy D, um, Father MC, all these great groups, Horace Brown, they were, were, they were on this label. And I was dreaming of being on this label. So I eventually got signed to them. You know, and things didn't go as, as planned in my head. Uh, but that was a sign for me that I, that I was doing okay. But when it really, really set in is when 
I did the song with Nappy Roots and it took off. It was huge. Uh, Poe Folks and Jada Kiss, Why. Yeah. Those two moments together, working hand in hand, people were starting to look at me different. And uh, it set it up for, for Charlene and Coming From Where I'm From. And once Coming From Where I'm From came out and I got nominated for four Grammys. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm, I'm cooking with real grease right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For sure. What how how old were you when you signed that that record label? I mean to the record label. I think I was maybe 22, 22 yeah. years old, 23 tops. Yeah. So that's I was young. Yeah, that's I <laughs> that was young. Um and then you you ended up winning a Grammy for uh you got you got the love I need. Um what 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 did that what was that feeling like? Man, to win a Grammy, it was it was surreal. Um and to do it with Al Green, man, it was like I won that Grammy, not just for myself, but for my mother and father and uncles and, you know, everybody who loved Al Green, who grew up on Al Green. That, that was for the hood. That was for my neighborhood. Uh, all the people who had the windows open playing Al Green loud with the with the with the cookout grill in the front yard. Yeah. That that Grammy was for, for all of them. And, uh, you know, to be alongside of James Porter and Questlove. And, and producing and writing this song, um, it meant a lot to me as well. For sure, yeah. So I know, you, like, like you've been mentioning, you collab with like so many great people, and you you did crossovers and rap and things like that. Um, yeah. Like, is there anybody that you really want to work with that you haven't worked with yet? Anybody I want to work with who I haven't worked with yet? You know, uh, Drake and I, we we went in the studio one time, and we never really we never got anything that night. We hung out, went to see D'Angelo and had a great time, but we never got the song yet. And he hit me not so so long ago to to deliver some pain. He's like, I need that pain, only you can deliver. Uh, it's back when the pandemic was kind of ending and coming out of it. Yeah. So to get back in with him would be great. Kanye West would be amazing. Um, Chance, I performed with Chance, uh, but I haven't gotten in the studio with him. Those are some amazing people that I like to get in with. Um, I've done some country with Josh Turner and John Rich from Big and Rich, but I like to do more country. Okay. Uh, Darius Rucker, he'd, he'd be great. Garth Brooks. For sure. Yeah, I think that if you do one with Drake, it'll definitely be a hit. Man, we'll <laughs> we, we'll go we'll do something so retarded. You want to so know? Crazy. Want to know how I know about you? How how that? How did you find out? Uh, so I'm a huge Nelly fan. So oh, that's how, wow. yeah, that's how I know about you because you're on Nelly's song. Uh, nobody knows. Yeah, I know <laughs> there'll be trouble along the way. Nobody told me nothing, nothing, nothing. I love that song too. That was a great. Yeah, that was that was a good song. I really like that one. Um, yeah, I, man. <laughs> how did so? How did you, you got to tell me how did you link up with Nelly then? You know, man, I had um. I had ran into Nelly a few times and with, with uh, Jermaine Dupri and mm -hmm. just being out amongst people. And he was like, he was a fan, man, and wanted me on the record. And he went through my people. They contacted me and uh, he asked me, would I be a part of it? And I was like, yeah, man, this is Nelly. 10,000, 10 million albums plus. <laughs> yeah, that's why it's funny. He just had a great sound, man. Um, you know, St. Louis. Yeah. It's a place I've visited a lot. I've toured there a lot. And um, it's always been a, a place where I felt well-received and 
they got it. They were kind of country, you know what I mean? Midwest country. So it, it made it, it was a good fit. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's funny because like everyone always makes fun of me when I say that's my favorite artist. And I'm like, yeah, he's one of the, per he's only like, I think one of maybe like five rappers that has the Diamond uh, album. Hands down. And he had great music and some hits. Yeah. Yeah. It's getting hot in here, man. You hear that right now. You go crazy. Just stop yeah. taking your clothes off. You know? Um, <laughs> down, down, bed. Boom, boom. Ready to let it go. Give me a remix. Man. <laughs> he, he got some joints, man. He, he got a few. Um, I, but I like his music. I, I like Nelly. I like when he did the country stuff. So. Yeah. For sure. Definitely. You, going back to you now, I know you're working on a new album. So can you tell us a little bit about that? The new album is scheduled to be out in August. Um, man, it, it's it's going really well. I got some features on that that are amazing. Me and Rick Ross got one that it goes back and tap into the energy of um, my life. What's the 411 with Mary J. Blige and my life, that whole kind of vibe that she had. And it's a banger. Um, working on a duet of a classic. Um, I may have, I did a song with John Legend. I'm, I'm trying to see if I'm gonna put it on this record or the next one, cause it's such a big record. And then, you know, I'm, I'm waiting to see. But I have a few songs, man, produced by Ninth Wonder. We have some great ones. Jermaine Dupree has the first single that's out now, You Made a Fool of Me. And we have about four more to put on this album, man. And we went in. It's it's straight R&B, no chaser, no trying to be new, no trying to be current, straight, great songs, singing my ass off uh, and uh, making people feel something again. Um, so I'm excited about it. I had a song called White Hennessy. That's a banger. Um, you know, I worked with Jay Deal and and uh, Marlon, those guys, 1500 and nothing, Bink, Bink Dog. I got some real heavy hitters who, who do real good music on this album, um, Kelvin Wooten. And uh, yeah, some singing on that. I got a little bit of uh, backgrounds. I think the Hamiltons are maybe on one or two um, singing backgrounds, uh, JK, Jack King. So I'm excited about the collaboration of, of different voices coming yeah. to create this whole new old moment again. So yeah, yeah, for sure. What, what about what what is most changed about like R and B back then and R and B now? I think R and B back then was more live. It was more live instrumentation, guitar, drums, uh, keys, and uh, more melody. Uh, more passion in, in the lyrics. Um, back then, they used to date the girl before they got in bed. Now they get straight to it. You know, <laughs> it was like, all right, hold, 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 hold on. Don't you want to? Don't you want to know her name first? <laughs> don't you? Don't you want to? You want to make sure she's all right. Ask her a few questions. She might be crazy. Um, yeah, I think now, you know, there's some good music now. I listen to a lot of it. There's some amazing cats. Uh, see, Gideon. Gideon, Gideon, I think. I like what he's uh, what he's doing. Her, Daniel Caesar, he's good. Um, Snow Allegra, ja Jasmine Sullivan is one of my favorites. Uh, Khalid, BJ, Chicago Kid. Um, I love what he does. Luke James, uh, Roe James, all the James. 
<laughs> so yeah, some really cool cats out doing some good music. Um, but I just think the passion is missing. And sonically, things now are more repetitive, yeah. uh, less words, more melody, yeah. and more ah. <laughs> a lot of auto tune. Back then, you had to sing. You had to sing it back then. Yeah. Whatever, whatever effect you needed, you better create it with your voice yeah. and uh, with your pen. And, and now I think a, a lot of the music now they get away with with using things that are it's creative, yeah. but it, it takes away from the the, the true essence of uh, that church down home homegrown yeah. musical ability. Yeah, for sure. What like what keeps you motivated? I know you've been around for a long time in the music industry. What keeps me motivated? What keeps me motivated is knowing that um, I was chosen to do it and it's been working for me and it's been making a difference in a lot of people's lives. And my passion for music is just as big as, as my passion for people. So being able to do the do the two together and, and touch and make a difference uh, means a lot. I've healed a lot of people and I've mended some relationships um, I probably tore down a few, <laughs> but uh, but for the most part, I think my music has done a lot of good, man. And it's, it's traveled the world for me and uh, allowed me to see things I wouldn't have had a chance to see had I not been a singer, a uh, songwriter. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And what 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 inspires you? And, and then what advice would you give to like a young artist coming up? What inspires me? I think life, man, I wake up every day and that's something that's something to talk about. That's something to sing about. That's something to be grateful for. That's something to be pissed off about. Um, and that's some things that you just don't quite understand. And just being in the company of any of that, there's something that's always something to be, to be said, um, questions to be answered. So I think life itself is what motivates me. And I'll, I'll let people know if you ever wanted to be a singer, songwriter, musician, a producer, you know, be passionate about saying something, uh, the same thing, saying it your way and making it feel special. Even if it's the same thing that's been said over and over again, find a way to make I love you feel like it's the, the most amazing thing you've ever heard. Learn the business, uh, create your own sound, have a sound that stands out. Uh, a lot of times people say, I know it's you. Even with my mask on, I've heard people say, oh, no hat, no hat at all. See, I've tried it. A lot of times without a hat, okay, people, I can slide by a little bit. Um, but people, I think now people are paying so much attention to who's got on the mask, who doesn't. If I say anything, if they say, what's your name? They know it's my voice and that's distinctive. And so you want to have a distinctive sound, something that people feel like I can only get this from this guy um, and make it work for you. Um, and don't stop. I like that. Uh, are you ready for some fun questions? Let's go. <laughs> All right. What, what was, uh, what was uh, the biggest purchase you made and what was like the worst purchase you made ever? The biggest purchase <laughs> I've ever made was my house my house yeah. uh under a million dollars i wasn't gonna spend a million dollars on the house my first house uh and it's probably it's worth well over that now um which makes me want to sell it 
that I think I may. Uh, hot right now. Yeah, it's hot right now. I was like, I'll sell it and just go rent something right quick and just stack it up. The worst purchase I've ever made. Wow. Hmm. The worst, worst purchase I ever made. All those damn clothes and shoes and stuff I have. Yeah. Now it's taking over the house. <laughs> you know, I, I can't think of one thing that was really bad that I purchased. Because um, I'm really selective about spending my money on it. But right. maybe a date. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe a date when one date that sucked real bad. I had to purchase everything that night and purchase, purchase and kept purchasing, and it probably bit me in the in the in the in the butt. <laughs> I would say I would say a date, some date. I think, uh, I think a lot of guys can relate to that one. Yeah, and women. <laughs> <laughs> um, out of all the songs you ever made, which one is your favorite? Out of all the songs I've ever made, which one is my favorite? Wow. I think give me your top there's favorite. a few. There's a few. And, and and they have different times. I think coming from where I'm from, when I just think about the struggle and coming about the mud, man, and getting it, getting it how I had to get it. I think coming from where I'm from is the best uh theme song. It it captures the emotion and the grind and the grit um that it took to get here. And the perseverance. I think that song is is my once upon a time, and that starts the story. And then you have uh, man, Charlene has definitely turned my life around. It's a song that when I'm performing it and people are sitting there looking at me, man, I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe it. They love it this much. Um. Another song that I did that I really, really love. Wow. Gonna have to say it was um, Song with the Gorillas. I liked it a lot. It was taking me outside of my comfort zone. It's called Carnival. Taking me out of my comfort zone and uh, putting me in, in, in a space where, you know, most people probably wouldn't allow me to uh, to be able to to swim. Yeah. So yeah. carnival, carnival was one. Uh, Why would Jada kiss? Yeah. That was that was a big record. That yeah. was a huge record. And Lamborghini doors with uh, Rick Ross and uh, Meek Mill. Yeah. You're, I didn't. Oh, I didn't even know you were on that one. Yeah, I did. Uh, maybe. I did a few songs with Rick Ross on, on that particular project. He put them out right. different times. Yeah, Lamborghini Doors. Yeah, yeah that was that was me. Are you are you a sports guy? I do like sports. I played football. I was a tailback in safety, and I ran track for 110 hurdles, oh, four right. by four relay. I used to long jump. Like I long jump, I long jump the whole highway. <laughs> what, uh, what's your like? Who's your favorite sports team? Sports team: football, Panthers. Basketball, the Hornets. I'm just a home team player. I like that. Yeah, man. Uh, I used to be a Dallas Cowboy uh, fan uh, for a lot of my earlier years. And uh, 
It wasn't until I started falling in love with the Panthers that I kind of stopped rooting for, for Dallas. Yeah. Uh, it's been some years now. Um, but yeah, it was America's team. So I was just, it, I had to inherit that until we had our own. Well, I got yeah, definitely. I got to ask you, what, what do you think about uh, LaMelo Ball? I think LaMelo is raw talent. Yeah. Uh, who's on the verge of going into something really amazing and dynamic and, and explosive. I think he's a great facilitator. I think he's a great team team leader. He knows how to get people balling and getting them. Yeah, he, he, he keeps those boys running. Yeah. Um, and I think he's just, he's so young, man. What is he, like 18, 19? Yeah, I think he's at 19 or 20, maybe. He may be 20. He may yeah. be 20. But to be that young with so much talent that he hasn't even tapped into yet, I think uh, I think the world will see so much more from Melo Ball. Um, and then his father, I love his father. He roots yeah. for him. Yeah. And his brother, too, yeah. uh, plays for the Pelicans. Yeah. You know, I like seeing them going at it. It's like you can tell it's like, yeah. nah, we've been doing this for a long yeah. time. Y'all stay out the way. Y'all stay out the way. It's me and my brother right now. We go, we're about to handle this. Uh, yeah. So it's always good to see that. Um, but I'm a huge UFC fan as well. So all right. Yeah, man, definitely. If I was younger, I'd be do I'd be putting the bowls. Hey, well, the bowls there's on. a lot of there's a lot of celebrity boxing going on. Yeah, yeah. Some <laughs> celebrity boxing is good. You know, I'm I'm up in the age now, so I still I still got some quick hands, but you know, who's your, who's I your come favorite too UFC fighter? Huh? Who's your favorite UFC fighter? Definitely John Jones. Uh, um, Usman. Uh, Usman. Uh, I like Usman. John Jones. Um, my favorite to watch is uh, Nick Diaz. Yeah, yeah, he's crazy. Um, there's a few. Uh, Amanda Nunes is incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Edwards is good. He's good. There's a there's a lot of great fighters. There's a lot of them. Um, yeah, I don't know if you saw. You know Clarissa Shields, the boxer. Yeah, she's switching over. Yeah, to MMA uh, in June, actually June 10th, I believe. That's her first fight. Yeah, 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 MMA. I think she'll do good. She got yeah. she hits hard. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so if she gets her, if she gets her grappling and a wrestling together, she yeah. definitely can do some damage. Yeah, definitely. All right, my last question: Are you going to do a versus? You know what? Am I going to do a versus? Yes, I will. Um, they wanted me and Music Soul Child to do do one, and uh, I reached out to Music a little while back, but he was busy doing some stuff, and you know, was in a different space at the time. And uh, he said, you know, maybe we'll we'll talk about it a little later. But the fans have really wanted to see the two of us, and he has a ton of hits. Um, so that says a lot about what they feel about my music. Um, I think he's had more radio records. I, I have a lot of great um, album songs that never made made it to radio that people play like a single so i think it would be interesting to see uh music soul child and myself yeah. uh but definitely versus is great shout out to uh swiss beats and timberland for being creative innovators yeah for sure yeah that'd be dope uh was there yeah. anyone else that you want to go versus against i think music was a good one um who's another one that i felt like it would be good. Um, man.
maybe I think Maxwell could have been something fun. Uh, or D'Angelo, but it could have been kind of kind of fun in terms of R&B. And, sure. you know, hearing what the fans think about me, I think yeah. uh, those those would be good. All right. Well, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, my boy told yes, me my boy told me all the aunties in America are going to go wild now because of this. <laughs> oh, yeah. You about to get all the auntie love in the world, man. <laughs> You might even get some grandma panties thrown at your screen. You might get some grandma panties, man. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Embrace the grandma panties. And, uh, <laughs> okay. But cling to the auntie panty yeah. a little, 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 little more. But enjoy right, well, yourself, man. I appreciate yeah. you, Paul, man. Thank you. And uh, thank you for your patience, man. I know I was a little running a little late with the kids and all, but I appreciate it, man. It was a great interview. Yeah, no problem. Appreciate it. Good luck, Good luck with the album. I'll definitely be promoting it for you. All right, man. Appreciate it, man. I'll be looking out for you, too. You're going to be doing great things as well.